Welcome. Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I'm Amy, and joining me today is a surprise guest, and his name is Caleb. Bet you couldn't have guessed that. <laughs> but last week, you were Caleb. Yeah. Or two weeks ago, or whenever we recorded the last podcast. <laughs> it feels like it's been a minute. But, I mean, a lot happens in a week's time. It's only been like a week and a half, I guess, since we last recorded, but... All happens in a week and a half. A time. lot does happen in a week and a half in van life. It feels like a month worth of stuff <laughs> in a week. So we're gonna catch you up on all that. Yeah. As we try to like catch up on it ourselves too. As we try to remember what the hell's been going on the past <laughs> week and a half. Uh, for for a new change of scenery though, we are no longer in Tucson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our time in southern Arizona has come to an end. For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> question mark i think <laughs> we'll knows? be back i think we really like that area especially during the winter yeah but uh it is time to move on so where are we right now ames so right now i mean we're still in arizona but arizona is a big state so we've made we've made some leaps and bounds we were down in southern arizona and we were trying to go north so yeah we got to drive across the whole state mm-hmm. from north to south so uh we're in sedona we're in sedona spending a few days here which we have been here in the van before we were here in november we were, we were here, here Thanksgiving. for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. in this exact spot where we're parked now. We mm-hmm. came back uh, on our way to Moab next week. And so, this definitely feels like one of those spots. Like, it's always going to be a spot, I think. Uh, always a spot for us yeah. to, like, come back to. Yeah. 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 It's great. I mean, it has intermittent service, but <laughs> decent. Yes. It has lots of sun. It has, has good lots scenery. Of good scenery. Good, good, good star, especially scenery at night. Sedona is one of the uh, international dark sky communities, and uh, this spot we're at now, I think I've seen the most stars I ever have in my life yeah. where we're at. Uh, it's almost a full moon, though, so I don't think we'll be seeing that many stars But still, even you commented week. last night when you stepped outside, like, even with the moon, I mean, she was probably, like, 80-something percent yesterday. Yeah. With how many stars you could see, even with her being that bright. It is true, but still, she's kind of messing it up. <laughs> the moon is kind of messing up the stargazing, but she does give a lot of light at night. So when mm-hmm. we have to go pee in the middle of the night, you do not need to take Mm-mm. a flashlight outside with you. Mm-mm. And that's always a bonus. No. You don't got to fumble around in the dark looking don't for a gotta. flashlight. You don't got it. <laughs> so anyways, yes, we're in Sedona now, but we just got here yesterday. So we don't really have much to catch up on in Sedona. No, yeah, we haven't even been here 24 hours. Yeah. We were in the, well... We were still in southern Arizona yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, we just yeah. we just got out. Like, but literally. since the last, well, I guess the last episode we, re- we released um, wasn't even really a catch-up episode. It was talking about, it's an awesome episode. You should definitely check it out. It's talking about... Um, Shameless self-promotion. The why, the how, and the where of living on the road. It's a really, it's, it's really good. Yeah, I so especially it. if you're, like, considering living in it. And not, I mean, I think we're a little more specific towards van life but we try to kind of keep it open where if you're about to dive in either about to dive into this like you have a rig ready or you're like have it in the future plans or if you're even like thinking about it we kind of just talk about the three things that i feel like you're always kind of asking yourselves as Mm -hmm. you go along and like what how it's going to shape your experience so yeah it's a cool episode it was cool to break it down and even like not even doing it full time like even just like part-timers yeah because there's a lot of people who will do it who are just doing it for the winter or just mm-hmm. for the summer or for half a year or for a year and a half or and i don't know how long we're doing it but it's been like eight months now are we in month eight i think so you think so almost month eight of van life can you almost. believe it like we're almost to the summer 
a few months i remember when we were back here in november for thanksgiving and we had really nothing planned and no idea of what to do Mm -hmm. uh, for the winter other than be warm we're all just like i guess we just got to make it through february we kept saying to march to march if we can make it to march and i know that's more like middle of march (laughs) yeah especially in places like colorado which actually you probably need to make it to may in colorado oh yeah or later but uh yeah if we can just make it to march then the the country will start opening back Mm -hmm. up in terms of where we can travel comfortably Mm -hmm. weather-wise jinx Jinx. double jinx oh gotcha (laughs) you gotta do a shot tonight or something didn't know that one was coming (laughs) why are you talking you gotta do a shot before you can talk Oh, what? Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right, take, we the, need pod, you for take the, the podcast, podcast away. <laughs> and we have no liquor, so I'm just going to go on a little monologue here. I hope you guys are ready for it. <laughs> but anyways, we're in Sedona now, but the last few weeks were our last few weeks in southern Arizona, for now at least. And we did do a really, really cool thing that I really want to talk about and kind of break down. Okay. It was our week in the saguaro forest. Yeah. We did. We did some kind of intentional uh, off-grid time in a really, really cool part of Arizona, southern southern Arizona, outside of uh, Tucson, outside of the city of Marana, and basically, honestly, a national park-esque area. It should be. It should be. It's going to be. It's a national monument. The Ironwood National Monument, if anybody wants to go there. But it had been a while since we had done intentional off-grid time in the van like we've talked a lot about doing intentional time like in airbnbs or in houses but it's been a while since we've like been like we're gonna go off-grid intentionally for x amount of days and yeah it's been a while since we've done that well it's been a while didn't you mention it was since that crested butte trip i thought so but then the more i thought about we i guess technically were off-grid in joshua tree because we didn't have service okay. in the park. But. I guess you're right, but then even we talked about that, and that was still different a little bit. Yeah. Because we kind of would drive out each day and get service. Mm-hmm. Like, we weren't trying to not have service. It just happened to be like, we're going to Joshua Tree, we're going to stay in the National Park last second, and there was no service in there. Well, and it's different, too, when you're, like, in the, like we were in the Saguaro Forest, when you're literally in the middle of nowhere, and, like, you don't see, other, like, there's no one around you, you don't really see other people. Yeah. In Joshua Tree, obviously, we were camping in a national park, so there were people, like, all around us all the time. So it doesn't yes. feel as, even though we didn't have <laughs> service, it still doesn't feel as off-grid because you can interact with the outside world. That's easily. true, yeah. It was off-grid. Well, honestly, not as off-grid as I thought, even. We would c- occasionally get waves of service. Mm. I was never able to access service on my own, but yeah. when I was charging my phone for, you know, a few hours or whatever it took, or when I would plug it in during the day and I would come back to it, I probably got, like, some kind of wave of, like, three minutes of service because I would get Texts. messages and mm-hmm. notifications some days, but then I was never able, when I wanted to respond, or if I tried to respond, I could never get it. So, like, and before going back that, we knew that the week was going to be like that. We didn't think we could get service. Yeah. And also, as opposed to the spot that we recorded the last 15 podcasts (laughs) off off Pump Station with the little planes flying around, there was people parked everywhere around there. Like, we had neighbors, and the spot we stayed at in the Saguaro Forest, back by Ragged Top Mountain, we were, like surrounded by a desert forest our neighbors no were cacti people. our neighbors were cacti and there was like nobody around no. it was kind of a, a tough road which i think turned mm-hmm. a lot of people off mm-hmm. because it just pulls off the main dirt road and just like goes back towards the mountain but you're immediately in a forest desert mm-hmm. you can't see around you the road is tight and sandy and yep we did it in the van 
I mean, we went to the first spot. We went to the very first spot because the very next spot there was a little incline and you needed some off-wheel drive, some 4x4, yeah. four four and we didn't have it. But there was a spot we could pull off of in a little circle and be completely in mm-hmm. solitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the forest. So that's where we were like, we can do that and we can be off-grid. Um, and I think we originally started off with like three days or four days of it. And then it ended up being a full week. Yeah. I mean, we knew that we were going to have to go back into town probably after four days, maybe five and get provisions. And so we were kind of like, well, let's just, you know, kind of reassess. I feel like once that moment comes and see if yeah. we want to come back. And we did. So we did. It did end up being like a week. But I feel like this just like begs the question, like, what do you do when you're back in an area in the van with no service? For a week. What did you do that week? Oh, shit. What did you do? Oh, you want me to answer first? I'll answer no, first. <laughs> no, I mean, what did we do? Yeah, we were gone for a week. Um, I read a lot. Yep. Like, a lot of reading. I knocked out. I read The Subtle Knife. You like, read the whole up, book. The whole book. In yeah. In, like, three days. I even I even could have spaced it out. And I remember mm-hmm. you were like, are you just going to finish it? I, one day I read a ton. And you were like, are you just going to finish it today? And I was like, nah, I'm actually going to stop because I want to save some of it for tomorrow. It's that It was that good of a story and engaging a read. I wanted to stretch it out over three days, mm-hmm. not just two. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I finished that book. I read a Wal- of Walden by Henry David Thoreau. How far are you in that one? Um, I'm like on chapter six or seven. I don't know what that means. It's like over, well, probably close to 150 pages in. Okay. But it's okay. a it's a slow read. I typically only read a chapter at a time because I like to. You, you gotta reread a lot of his phrasing just yeah. to kind of understand exactly the what he's trying to write. He has an interesting. I mean, he's he's old, out, but is he, is he still alive? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I didn't think so, but you said he's old, but well, I guess you meant he's old when he's writing it. Is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, I'm, yeah, I don't know how his work is old. he was writing it. His work is old. Okay, that's I what mean, you meant, okay. I don't want to quote the dates, but I think this book is from late 1800s. Oh. Yeah, no, he's dead. I don't think I, okay, I don't think I realized he's that <laughs> He old. did. Yeah, okay. so that's another reason why it's a difficult read, but a great read. And uh, I also did my senior year research paper on Thoreau. So that was cool. Yeah. Big, big throw guy. Shout out to Cusick too. Curb your Skyrim. Q. Big throw guy. <laughs> okay. So you read some Walden. You read The Subtle Knife. And I read The Heart of Yoga. Finished that one. And The Yoga Sutras. Oh, I don't think I realized that you finished all that back there. <laughs> yeah. I wow. finished a lot of books back there. I had started a You'd lot of You started books, those though. And I finished a lot of books. Also read some of Your Circle, which is kind of daily reading. Another book I highly recommend. You are a circle by Professor G, in quotes. It's like a meditation poetry style. Yeah, it's like a creative visual meditation. Yeah, it's very cool. It's an ongoing Very thing. cool concept yeah. book. Yeah, it's not really a book you just sit down and read for a yeah. few hours. You read a few pages every day. Yeah. What about you? Did you read some books? I did. I read one book. <laughs> well, actually, I guess I read two. I mm-hmm. read two. Um, I'm reading, still reading Wanderlust. Which yes, is, that's a big, thick book it's with a, lots of extracurricular activities, too. Yes, lots of extracurricular activities. And it's, yeah, it's one of those that you just kind of keep going back to. And, like, I kind of feel like you could finish it and then, like, just start it over again. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of activities to engage in the teachings of the book outside of just reading it, which is really cool. So I've been reading that, so I continue to read that in the mornings. Um, and then I read a lot of Game of Thrones. Actually, no, I guess it's Clash of Kings, technically. Right. Game of Thrones is the first book. Yes. 
I'm reading A Clash of Kings, the second book. And I read, I got a decent amount. Like, I'm so close to being done. I mean, you might have read more pages in uh, Clash of Kings than I did in all my books Total. combined. Yeah. yeah. When you were it's like, I've read over book. 200 pages today. And I'm like, that's almost the, the complete book of The Soul of Life. <laughs> you know, it's only like 280. So yes. I was knocking out a lot of books. But <laughs> the one book I'm attacking is 969 pages. So Wow. So, yeah. It's and a lot. It, but and they only get longer. They only get longer. Oh my goodness. But they're so good. So good. So that was actually, that was very, very enjoyable. I really love just like diving into that world and just kind of getting lost. And, you know, and because I love. Because we were lost as well back in the we Saguaro Force. I really, I, we didn't record a podcast last week, but honestly, the spot kind of reminded me of our, the Aspen Grove episode Aspen. in Telluride. Yeah. Because we were sitting on top of the van just surrounded yeah. by aspens and like completely secluded you couldn't see anyone else around off grid again mm-hmm. um, unintentionally <laughs> unintentionally that time but that's how it was like the aspens they obviously weren't that as thick as the saguaros were around mm-hmm. us but the, it was like as thick a saguaro forest you could get mm-hmm. that's why we're saying it should be a national park and but, there is i mean i feel like we should say this there is a saguaro national park there is that we went to. We finally did. Our last day. <laughs> well, not our last day in southern Arizona, but our last day in, in Tucson. In Tucson area. In that Tucson area. We had been wanting to go to the park for mm-hmm. a while, so we finally did. And um, It was a fun experience, but I definitely think the space we were staying in felt more um, national park worthy. Yeah, which is rare because the national parks are, are kind of amazing. And I think we talked about that in the Joshua Tree episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there are national parks for a reason. This one was kind of just, you just kind of drove around. Well, I think this one was, like, I think if you hadn't gone back to where we were, you would have thought that one was pretty cool. Yeah. But, but we if had you knew what else existed. Just right outside the city, not in the national yeah. park. Like, in free BLM land that yeah. you can hike around. Yeah. yeah. Then it was kind of like, oh, Saguaro National Park is just even more scattered saguaros. They weren't denser, as... like, yeah. desert life on the floor. Yeah. There was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of really cool desert life there, like a ton of paddle cacti and the ocotillos with the blooms. Ocotillo, okay. Everything is starting to bloom right yeah. now. But um, seeing cacti bloom is pretty cool. Even the choyas, even the <laughs> damn choyas kind of look pretty with their little blooms, mm-hmm. but don't touch them. No, don't get even close. <laughs> Regardless. But that's what that spot we were just parked in off grid reminded me of, the Aspen Forest. Yeah. We could call it the Saguaro Forest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was awesome. So you read. What else did you do? Yes. I think we like reading. I think everyone, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I think you'll like it. I mean, we even have a series now going where we're breaking down some books. If you haven't checked that out yet, we got our first one out, The Alchemist Mm -hmm. uh, by Polo Coelho. We have another one that will be coming out soon. We have another one. It's it's about, it's called Into the Wild. I'm Mm -hmm. sure everyone has heard of that story or seen the movie. Um, and yeah, it really kind of heavily applies to our life too. So that's yeah. why we read it and decided to do an episode. So yeah, that'll be coming out shortly. If you want to read the book, go do it. Yes. So, well, we just knocked out a bunch of other books that we can do episodes on too. <laughs> so yeah, I read a lot. Yeah. Um, I also did some work. It's mm-hmm. good. Um, I don't always need service to be able to do editing work on the tail end. That kind of part, what I call the bottom of the iceberg. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In terms of the big chunk, in terms of video production, yeah, the editing, the, the thing that sinks production. the Titanic. Yep, that's sinking me sometimes. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I did some of that. Finished up, got a lot of work done. Very productive. Finished up a video. Um, that's awesome. So that was cool. It's always 
feels good to get that done and then also have like a lot of time in the forest where I don't feel like I have to work mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. yeah what's another thing you did the other thing I did I filmed some yoga videos oh yeah yeah Shit. yeah you remember that <laughs> I do remember it because I was in your first one <laughs> yes little little fun side story um we filmed some yoga videos back there and I had this idea to do like three Three videos. So stay tuned for a stay s- tuned for those. series coming out led by Amy. Mm-hmm. So there is like a Back three... in the spot. You'll see where we're staying. It's amazing. Yes. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, you're good. You're good. And so... then even Cone... Oh okay, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I had this idea to do like a Sawara series and do like three flows back there. Um, so yes, keep an eye out. Those will be coming out soon. And originally, Caleb was going to do them with me. Um, so the first day when we filmed the first flow... I was going to be like the, you know, the person in the background doing the flow mm-hmm. with you, but. But I, after the first flow, about like 10 minutes after we'd finished, he just looked at me and was like, I don't think I'm going to do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll set up the camera and get up the mic ready and stuff, but. He uh, said, I'm going to stick to the production work. <laughs> I'm going to stick to the production Yes, work. yeah. I think it was a little, a little more than you were expecting. <laughs> It was a little advanced uh, for me. The first one was, but mm-hmm. you you kind of modified it from. It that, was good. So. It was good to hear that because yes, then I did kind of take your feedback and I definitely modified it a little bit more, um, but I think it is still probably a little more than you would want to do, a little more than your style. Well, since I think we talked about that one episode where I've been trying to like kind of re- reground my foundations, so yeah. my yoga this year, twenty twenty one, has been very basic. Yes, and I saw why you are. A certified teacher. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was really cool. That was really fun. Um, but yeah, if you check those videos out, you will get to see everything that we're talking about because I filmed each one in a different spot. Which is um, like all spots right around the van. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Walking backyard. distance. Yeah, I mean, walking you can distance. see the van from yeah. where I am in each one. There's a mountain. Spoiler. But, yes, there's a mountain. <laughs> Ragged Top Mountain. Ragged Top. But that was really cool. That felt really good. It felt good to. Like, that was really my intention for the whole week was to do that. Mm-hmm. So You knew going in that that was yes. one thing you wanted to do, This, which was another reason we're like, when we're back here, if we go back here, what all do we want to accomplish? It's yeah. almost like a little weekend getaway, but we wanted to also be productive in mm-hmm. certain aspects. I would say for me, it felt like kind of like a creative endeavor. It was like, yeah. I want to bring this to light, and I, I envision it here, and so, like, let's go back there. And, like, in my mind, like, that's all I really, that's where a lot of my energy, my intention is going to be and then everything outside of that was either like was kind of just like filling my cup up more i guess to do that yeah to continue to do that i think that's the thing about being back in those spots especially intentionally not knowing i mean a lot of days like we were talking about on our phones some days even like here in sedona where we have service like you're not you just there's so much to do out here and just be out in the land that you're Mm -hmm. not on your phone all day or you're not Mm -hmm. even checking it so you'll go i feel like we both have days where we have service and we're connected but we're not on our phones for a few days or here and there but being back there and then not even having access to connection felt like a different level of kind of like freedom (laughs) i don't feel enslaved to my phone or the internet or that connection but that just felt like oh wow everything is open to me i can do whatever well just like you don't even have the like, it's just not an option. So then you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you uh-huh. know, like you were saying, being in spots where we are connected and do have service. And if we wanted to, could just could be on our phones 
all phones our phones all day long yeah (laughs) which sometimes we are and that's totally fine like there's nothing wrong with that but even if you still have to like consciously make the decision like you have to sit there and say do i want to get on my phone right now yes or no and yes. you either say and you yes probably or you do say think no. about that during the, like today at the spot. I probably, I mean, I've been on my phone, but I'll mm-hmm. also probably think later of like, oh, I might just go grab my phone and get on it. And yeah. sometimes it even happens naturally. And I found myself not even like naturally like paying attention to my phone for like a week. Mm-hmm. And that was a cool thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just like, I think that's the big thing that's stripped away once you get off grid is like not even that step. Like that step isn't even there of having to make the, that's one less decision you have to make. <laughs> You know? Thank God, because every day wake, you wake up with a decision. How <laughs> do the... we get Kona up to cuddle with us? Because oh. <laughs> that's always how we started. Hit or miss. With Mr. Sunrise. Sometimes Mr. Sunrise is into it, and sometimes he's not. Oh, sometimes I did get up not. and watch a sunrise back there. You did. I forgot about that. I did. I actually That was like another thing that I had like set in my head that I wanted to do. And it was, it was really cool. It was really awesome. I, I mean, this we talked about how awesome the Arizona sunsets have been. So I kind of like had this idea in my head, like I bet the sunrises are amazing too. And they probably are. But I will say where we were, we were kind of like in a valley a little bit. Yeah, you couldn't see the horizon. So yeah, I couldn't see the horizon. So it was like really, really calm and peaceful, of course, like all sunrises Super are. Super quiet. It was so quiet back there too. Mm-hmm. And I do love like that first morning light, like I could see it hit the mountain, which is really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really see, yeah, I couldn't see the horizon. So I didn't really get much color visuals um but it was still really really nice and peaceful but after after it happened i just got back in bed with you and conan cuddled <laughs> i stayed in bed and cuddled with conan i was like this will be my sunrise today and it was you a good can, one because it was a little chilly at night it was there. the that was the coldest morning the coldest i think morning. i could always. see my breath we always choose to wake up and watch the sunrises at the coldest morning i know i didn't mean to but we also um we spent valentine's day back there we did we didn't even spend Valentine's Day together in 2020. No, last year we were apart on Valentine's Day. Yeah. 2021, we did do... What did we do on Valentine's I know what we did that night, but what did we do during the day? I think the day was kind of normal, because I remember... I went on a hike. You went on a hike, a, a solo, solo hike. hike. yeah. And, um, well, I remember the day before, I was like, hey, tomorrow's Valentine's. Mm-hmm. And you had no idea. <laughs> and I kind of had no idea. I forgot. I saw it somewhere. And yeah. I was like, hey, oh, actually, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. That's funny. Which is funny because, like, I feel like even if we had known that Valentine's Day was that weekend, I feel like we would have been like, let's go back to the Saguaro Forest for Valentine's Mm. Day. I feel like we would have ended up there. Let's do something a little different. We would have ended up there anyways. Yeah. Why we weren't going back there for Valentine's Day, but since we were, that's where we would have wanted to be anyways, I think. But we did do something different, though. We That night, we cooked veggies by the fire. Yeah, we have. Which is surprising. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, well, because it's not very efficient. <laughs> so it does take a long time. It takes a long time. It's not super efficient, and it just requires a lot of steps, you know. You when have we to can plan just cook in, in the van in, like, 15 minutes. I mean, you do have to be like, okay, I want to eat these veggies in two hours, so let's go ahead and start a fire and yeah. put them on there. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to bake some little fingerling potatoes mm-hmm. or whatever. And, mushrooms, and asparagus, mushrooms, asparagus. Brussels mushrooms sprouts. are easy, but, yeah, Brussels sprouts and the potatoes, they just take a long time. Yeah, yeah. And but it was still really fun and cool to do something different like yeah. that. Yeah, and the stars were great back there. It was mm-hmm. always it was very dark because yeah, you couldn't see the horizon, so mm-hmm. you couldn't even see any of the cities around like Marana. Yeah. Um, it was a cool spot. I did a solo hike one day, just like you. Wait, hiked you around. Find? I found like a. De- well, we were trying to find the one thing that was lacking back there, or I, I don't think it's <laughs> lacking, but 
since it's so quiet and since we're so big and Jet's so loud. Wow, that's <laughs> gonna, a lot of things. <laughs> I was going to say since we're so loud too, but no, Jet's so loud. But we're loud too, even just walking around. I think we don't see a whole lot of animals. No. Like, I think the animals are there, but they're they're not down to like hang out with us or, or be seen by us when they hear us coming they hide because you see all a lot of holes and dens and mm-hmm. um and you hear coyotes at night which <gasps> is one of the best things about it here. is so cool. so cool i love it and they sound they are so close they get very close i mean i think they've run through our like oh they definitely have times. yeah but we haven't seen the them months. and we've wanted to or i yeah we both have we wanted to so bad yeah but we didn't see a whole lot of animals but i did come across like half of a desert tortoise shell a big one and it was like i guess it got eaten out or something was mr mr torty was not there anymore Mm. maybe he went into town to get some vegan za and forgot where his home was forgot where he left his home left left has left his butt back home (laughs) (laughs) so that was the closest i got to seeing a cool desert animal but mostly it's just like a few birds here and there and cows. And cows. <laughs> that, that's the weirdest thing to me. I did not realize. Cows are our neighbors. That I was going to be seeing cows in the desert. Yeah. They're. They are everywhere. It's just open range and they just mm-hmm. walk through that area. Yeah. And poop. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, their poop is everywhere, but they're also everywhere. And I love it because I think cows are so cute, but sometimes I'm just really surprised at how they can survive out there. Yeah. But I guess they do. I guess people take care of them or someone, the earth takes care of them. Someone does. I don't know what they're eating, but they're eating something. But <laughs> It is funny, though, because with how long we've lived in the desert, like we've basically lived in the desert, I would say, for four months. Mm-hmm. No rattlesnakes. No, no scorpions. I've been dying to see a rattlesnake. Neither of those. Which, I, when you think desert, or at least when I think desert, those are like the first things I think of. Yeah. But I'm, cows, check, 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 check. Lots of cows. We also, I mean, we see rodents. We see mice. Of desert mice and then like small lizards, but no like. Oh yeah, the lizards. No Gila I saw a monsters. lizard today. Like we could have, we could have seen Gila monsters out here. We could have seen rattlesnakes and, and we didn't see any of that. I've seen some bunnies. But maybe one day. Yeah, some like jackrabbits. Oh, and uh, roadrunners. See a lot of yes. ground birds. Yes. Birds out here, only like hawks fly in the air. All the other birds, they like hop the, along the they ground. hop along the ground or they run. Uh, roadrunners are really cool and so are the other ground birds that make weird squeaky sounds yeah. <laughs> i yes, don't know yeah. their name though but yeah i have seen ground birds yes and they can fly they just choose to run along the ground mm-hmm. so they're not like penguins but i think we've talked about this before but that is like one of the coolest coolest things i think about living on the road is just like learning these different ecosystems and like really really paying attention to the animals that are around you like really paying attention to the different types of birds mm-hmm. and things like that the different types of plants that are the different types of trees it's really cool yeah we've learned a lot about the sonoran desert mm-hmm. uh since we got there mm-hmm. mainly how to pronounce saguaro correctly <laughs> but That's also learned one. that there's seven different types of choya Mm-hmm. We learned about all, some animals that live there. We learned a lot about the saguaros, like lifespans and mm-hmm. stuff. And, and, and it's cool. Yeah, it is very cool. And yeah, it just breeds more. Like we were, I still want to like read books on it now. Mm-hmm. We were trying to find a book on the Sonoran Desert that felt approachable in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And because just living out in these areas, especially the, you know the desert, the last four months, it's just a landscape. It's like well, it's a cool different to, planet, or it's, it's like underwater, but all the water is gone. That is, that sounds very, um, Horse With No Name inspired. Yeah. But 
it's cool too to like have a book and be able to read the facts about these things and then use your eyes to like see and experience it you know like yeah. connecting those two things happening at the same time mm-hmm. it's cool so As yeah we're reading about the desert when you're on the beach or something or reading about the desert when you're sitting in a classroom or just learning about the desert by just living in it every day and taking walks and hikes and seeing like that choya blooming and that choya looks different mm-hmm. and the saguaro is a different shape than that one and well it's cool because you can like learn since you're experiencing it then you can like your brain automatically either starts to help you like learn just from experiencing it every day and seeing the differences and the changes and being like oh i guess when this happens this happens or like you notice there's a lot of saguaro growing under the same type of tree like oh i guess maybe they normally like to grow under those types of trees and then you read it somewhere and it confirms it even though it was the opposite for us yeah but i like i like the sometimes even not reading it you can just learn it from yeah the world yeah yeah and that was one thing we thought the saguaros had little like nursery trees because mm-hmm. all the baby ones typically grow under like the other the palo verdes mm-hmm. or the ironwoods mm-hmm. and then we read it and it's like yeah the saguaros do typically like try and sprout up in the spot where they have a nursery tree mm-hmm. for the first 50 years yeah <laughs> to help the environment better yeah but damn cool. the desert is cool <laughs> and so, warm so this felt great anything else back in the forest read read <sighs> yoga I mean, hiked read yoga hiked played a lot of skyrim um oh we had some really good pizza we had some good we our time when we went in town we found the vegan za place mm-hmm. and we would get some vegan za and take it back into the saguaro forest at night with some dos Equis mm-hmm. and uh yeah, enjoy a little like pizza, pizza and beer. Pizza and beer night in yeah. the pitch black of the saguaro forest. It was. It's cool. It's cool doing that. Like it's cool being like real primitive and cooking by the fire, and it's also cool like to bring pizza and beer out in the middle of nowhere. And just enjoy <laughs> yeah, it. we did have pizza and beer. Well, it's cool when we're like, uh, we're calling in to carry out, but mm-hmm. like. I wonder where they think we're gonna carry it out. Because <laughs> we carry we're carrying it out, it out like an hour and fifteen minutes away. Like as off grid as you can get in mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. and that's where we're taking the pizza we got from in town, <laughs> and we're gonna go have pizza and beer out here where we live. We live out here. But yeah, oh, yeah, that was pretty much our time back there. Yeah, I mean the days just pass very naturally and organically. Sometimes yeah. you don't even have to like plan it out, and then all of a sudden you look up and it's nighttime, and it feels like you've done a whole lot. And, yeah, you just go about your days taking one step at a time. Is there, like, a... I think the main difference that I notice being back in a place like that as opposed to places that are more connected... Mm-hmm. Is, I think you just... You just pretty much said it. But, like, yeah, things just happen naturally. And, like, every... There, I don't know. There's just, like, this trust that everything that's going to get done... Are supposed to get done is going to get done and whatever doesn't wasn't supposed to happen and it feels i feel like there's just not as much pressure to get things done too yeah you know no one's forcing there's no time frame because you're completely on your own time frame you can stay up all night you can go to sleep during the sun whatever you want like, but i mean i guess that that's always almost always true but it, it should feels, be always true yeah. but it definitely does not feel that way yeah but being back there it's like, okay, if you wake up and you're like, I just want to start reading. And the next thing you know, it's 8 p.m. And you, you just read all book. day. Yep. And that you're was like. today. Yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah. 
that was good and then whereas if you're a little more connected i do think there is always that pull of like oh i should be doing something else or i can't just read all day or yeah or i need to stay connected because i am connected like i could be doing something some sort of work online right now so i should be doing it yeah yeah but i also got work done back there too which is Mm -hmm. cool and was still able to do everything and we also played a lot of musical instruments too haven't mentioned that working on some recordings actually together about the desert also, and working on my own art project with the Soros. Uh-huh. Uh, man, well, yeah, we did, we did a lot of stuff. I know, it's like a creative endeavor. <laughs> but I'm doing a photography Saguaro project that is just really cool. The Saguaros have been, since we've been around them, have been like, I call them, I've been calling them in my journal, my tribesmen. <laughs> they feel like a tribe. They feel like I've been a part of that tribe and in their, their land. Like, it's almost like living amongst the tribe for the last few months. And especially that week, it was like they invited us in. And then yeah. they were our neighbors and our and our brothers and sisters and our family. And they, and they share in the experiences with us. Yeah. I mean, they were sharing in the sun. And then they were sharing in the cold nights. And then mm-hmm. they were seeing the stars above us. And then they saw us. The sunrises. They watched, us, watched over us while we had our fire. Yeah. So... I That's a really cool way to think about it. I hadn't thought in that in that way. Yeah, so we've both been very connected to the Swaros and are on creative paths. Mm-hmm. We did some creative endeavors back there mm-hmm. while amongst them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was cool. I like that. So we ended up leaving the Saguaro Forest and went even further south into yeah. Arizona. We went and met some friends in the Coronado National mm-hmm. Monument, mm-hmm. which is another National Forest. National Forest, yeah. Yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. It's like north of Bisbee, Arizona. It was cool because it was a totally different landscape vibe. Like, <laughs> we've just been talking about how much we love the desert and the saguaros and everything. We found another, <laughs> well, we found just another different landscape in Arizona, still yeah. in the same state. Yeah, yeah. Just a little further south from Tucson. And it looks totally different. There's grass there was trees. There are trees with like leaves. There, yeah. Yes. There was rocks that looked like Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. massive mountains that you can like the, scramble on. The Dragoon Mountains. Is that uh-huh. what they called it? Uh-huh. The Dragoon Mountains. Yeah, were basically like the same kind of rocks you'd find in Joshua Tree. Just yeah, we we hiked up them. We mm-hmm. had watched the sunset one night. Mm-hmm. But they were cool because yeah, you could just kind of like free scramble. Like it's a big. We learned it's a big climbing destination for climbers. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely like big faces, like big rock faces that you can strap up and climb on. But then there's also just like tons of areas just to scramble and you can just make it to the top. Of various difficulties. However yes. hard you want to make it or however easy uh-huh. you want to make it, you can probably still make it to the mm-hmm. top. <laughs> but it was really cool. Like we just, we've been in the desert for so long. We really haven't been, even then we've been loving it. We just haven't been anywhere in a different landscape in a long time. So it was cool to like yeah. just have something new. The dogs really liked it too because there weren't a lot of pokey things or a lot of rocks like they've been laying around in lately. More like grass. Grass. Yeah. And hay and Yeah, rubber. it was like I mean it was like dead grass. We're not like we're not talking grass. green pastures, but No. But yeah, it was definitely more comfortable for them. So I they think. could run around freely and yeah, not worry about pricklies and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was really cool, too. And we met up with some friends down there, and we went and checked out the town of Bisbee. Yes, which I'm sure I had never heard of Bisbee until we even came to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure. Who knows? Maybe you haven't heard of Bisbee. Now you have Bisbee. B-A-S-B-E-E. 
Bisbee, Bisbee Arizona. Arizona. It's kind of on almost on the border of. Uh, it's close to the border. Arizona and Mexico, mm-hmm. but high elevation. Once again, it's like like five thousand m- something. Yeah, higher than Denver. Yeah, a little bit higher than Denver. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a little mining art town kind of nestled in the valley it's the cutest it's just so artsy and funky and like colorful like a lot of the houses were colorful it's yes it's very small but it was just a cool fun funky little place yeah so if you're in the area you ever in the area you should probably go to bisbee yeah you should just go like get some pizza and walk around and that's basically what we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool. It was Got very cool. Got the feel of Bisbee. Don't know but if it's... you could spend the whole week in Bisbee, but you can no. spend a day or two. Yeah. It was cool. And it was cool that that finally happened because that was something we had heard about. We heard about Bisbee like back in December. Like right when we got to Arizona or a little after getting mm-hmm. to Arizona or getting down to Tucson. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was like, oh, you guys should go to Bisbee since you're down here. So and it's always been in our minds, like, should we go to Bisbee? Should we go to Bisbee? Should we go to Bisbee? And then it just naturally happened. We ended up meeting friends in the Coronado National Forest, and we're like, oh, it's only like 45 minutes away. We should go to Bisbee. Lego to Bisbee. <laughs> yeah. Lego. Yeah. It was very cool. Very fun. And then now we're in Sedona because here. we have to go back up north. Got to go hit up Moab and hit up Colorado. And so this felt like a good place to stop on the way. Yeah, we're trying that once again. We have like a week. We had like a, a little over a week to make it from southern Arizona mm-hmm. up to Moab. And then over the, well, just to Moab really yeah. first. Yeah. And we decided uh, what you can do in the van is take take the whole week. Mm-hmm. Tr- even though it's only a 10-hour drive, you could do it easily. And we used to be able to easily do that in one day in the Jeep. Yeah. I could easily knock out 10 hours of driving. Uh, but we could also still easily do it in like two days of driving in the van, relatively. But we decided, hey, let's take a week, drive a little bit, and then stay a few days, drive a little bit, and then live there a few days, and then drive a little bit up to Moab and get there a few days early. Well, and that's a really cool way to do it if there's like good like places to stop on the way. Like we were saying, yes. like we knew we were gonna be coming through Sedona, so I was like, okay, like let's just stop there a few days, and yeah, then we know sure. of another like really cool spot on the way between Sedona and Moab. So it's like let's stay there a couple of days. Mm. So that As really... opposed to Texas, where there was nowhere to stay, and we're like, we're just going to drive as long as possible to get the hell out of Texas. Well, if you are, like, driving through places, yeah, where, like, your stops are just, like, rest stops or, like, spots right off the interstate. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably just going to stay overnight and then leave, but... Yeah, you're right. Our path took us to some good stop-through cities to, mm-hmm. like, live a few days, and mm-hmm. we had been to them before, so... Yes. Very comfortable travel arrangements here. Yeah. But that... I think you, we just catched up to mustard. Yeah. <laughs> We caught up. That's where exactly where we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In uh, the end of February, in phase twenty-seven of van life. Day two hundred thirty-two. Have we hit the two hundred yet? Two hundred yet? Yeah. Have we hit the days? Two hundred days yet? I don't know, Mark. But I'm saying two thirty-two. I'm gonna calculate it at the end of this, and we'll see. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but I'm thinking around two thirty-two. Wow. Don't mark wow, my wow, words, wow. but also mark them in case I'm right. <laughs> Well, you still owe me a shot, and you're still talking, even though I double jinxed you, so I don't know what this whole episode has been about, which not <laughs> even existed after that. It was supposed to be my monologue. Okay, well, do you have anything left you want to add in your monologue? Uh, nope. No. All right. That can be the close. That can be... <laughs> nope. Uh... Don't got nothing to add. All right. Well, sounds good. I think it's good. Thanks for joining us. 
Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to this, this ketchup and mustard episode. Ketchup and mustard. And we will see you in next time. Next time. Bye. Adios. Bye.